Alrighty, guys. So thank you for tuning in to the Controversial Black Girl Podcast, Episode 2. Tonight I am joined by my co-host, Ms. Porsche. Porsche, how are you doing this evening? I am fine. This awesome, con- awesome. controversial, controversial black girl, aka Natisha. <laughs> so, um, I want to go ahead and just kind of get into kind of like what's been going on in the world. Um, unless you've been living under a rock, then you have heard the name George Floyd. Um, so, as far as for um, his death, why do you think that? This is pretty much, this was like our last straw. We have literally been oppressed for so many years. So what is so significant about his death to the, what, that it was to the point to where we're just kind of like, you know, we're not taking anymore? So I think that uh, George Floyd, um, his death was so significant. One, looking at, you know, where we were, let's say 30 days ago, you know, we were just in this pandemic or we're still in a current pandemic. Um, People were faced with this harsh reality of they have to stay home and they have to um, cook meals and they're not able to go out and do their normal routine, you know? So now, you know, we have to think about, we have families that are in the home that, you know, they weren't, that you, most people don't spend a lot of time together, you know, because we're always working, we have errands to run, we have kids, you know, going to go do things with the kids. So now this is the one time, I think, in history where we've all collectively had, you know, pretty much been on the same accord. You know, everyone is doing the same thing, you know. What are you yeah, doing this week? Perspective, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing this week? Oh, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm cooking this dinner. So now we have to sit down and we have to go back to the old days where people used to sit together and have meals together. So now the harsh reality of that is we've seen, um, what was this like three weeks ago, you have the Aubrey case, you know, that was the first straw. So it was like, okay, this happened, you know, the media stated that this case happened in February, but why is it that we just got this video that research or that surfaced um, maybe last month sometime? So, you know, people are a little bit taken back by that. And then less than four weeks later, George Floyd is on the ground screaming, I cannot breathe. And he calls his mama. And that just, that pierced the hearts of so many people, you know, around, the, not just locally here, in the states but just around the world you know so it kind of opened it especially in third world countries um globally it opened their eyes to 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 them that racism still exists in america even though america paints themselves to be the land of the free but it's not the land of the free exactly agreed and um, and also, I think that it shed light on a lot of different issues. One of the biggest issues being police brutality. Right. Um, and then the whole, you know, there's Black Lives Matter, there's All Lives Matter. I mean, the All Lives Matter things, it's one of those things to where it really kind of like, it sends like a shield on my spine. It's so irritating. It's so frustrating because it's, yes, 
no one is saying that not, that all lives don't matter. It's just that we are being hunted by animals, apparently. So that's the issue here. The issue is that. But it has there we go. We're good? Yep. Yay. Awesome. We had a little technical difficulty there. I guess you were giving me your answer. <laughs> yeah, so to go back to why why now? Why are we here now? So, you know, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's very much obvious based on what people have seen, um, what's been in the news, um, media, and not, not just that, you know, because I, I don't want people to be misled by just what media says, because my views on media is journalists write stories to elicit a response, right? Like, that's, that's my opinion on that, because in order to be a good writer, you want readers to take something home from what you're writing. And whatever that response is from the reader, you know, you want it to be in masses. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that that's the job of a journalist, right? But outside of outside of what we see on the news or on social media, you know, people have their own personal experiences with police brutality and or racism. You know, I mean, just because I don't wear it outwardly does not mean I've never encountered it. You know, I know for myself, um, my very first experience with racism was when I was in fourth grade. You know, I had someone to threaten to burn a cross in my yard um, when I was, I think I was about nine, 10 years old, you know, and wow. here I am <laughs> over 30 and I still remember that. You know, so just yeah. imagine a child learning something so cruel so early, you know, um, I was innocent at that age, you know, I didn't know anything about racism or someone hated someone because of the color of their skin, but someone's parent taught them that and they introduced it to me. You know, it wasn't in my household that we talked about that because we were taught to treat everyone equal, but it was when I went to school and I met with someone that looked different than I did and they felt threatened or they felt that it was okay to make that statement. And they were never taught that you don't talk to people like that. You don't say those kind of things. You know, those are, that's very 
I, I couldn't imagine teaching my child to go to school to tell someone that looks different than them to say or do something so cruel, you know? So um, why now? You know, I think that has to do with a lot of it, not just media, but because of people's, their own personal experiences, what they deal with day by day, you know, when it comes to especially systemic racism from um, supervisors, even microaggression in the workplace. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things we could write about when it comes to these issues that we face in the black community. What can we, can we like um, kind of hone in and talk about microaggression in the workplace and like racial trauma in the workplace? Because a lot of people, they may not understand what that, what that means. Um, I know for me, um, I've always for the most part worked in a predominantly uh, Caucasian field. And so it's just, um, you know, having things that are relatable, you know, not being perceived as being, you know, an angry black woman when you're, when you're passionate about something that, cause there's clearly a difference, but it's just, you know, people not understanding, you know, us culturally. And I, I did, I was fortunate enough to work with one really good company. Um, and I encourage all companies, uh, what, what not now it's a, such a, a better time to go ahead to, to do so is to go ahead and to uh to do sensitivity courses to not only educate on you know the black experience but the hispanic experience to embrace us, other cultures and to educate each other on each other's cultures um i see a lot of different companies right now that are touching on that we see indeed we said we see netflix Starbucks, Amazon, all these places are talking about, you know, having diversity in, in the workplace and but moving forward, what I want to see after all this is said and done is for um, black people or black women, men, women to be put in positions of power. You know, put your money where your mouth is. Don't just sit and just do this because it's what expected of you and you don't want to lose that black dollar. I just want to be able to see more diversity in the workplace because we know that there is a um, gap when it comes to um, as far as for um, earning when it comes to money between not, a lot, not only males to females, but just in minorities. We earn less than our counterparts. Right. I mean, I agree, you know. Um, I appreciate every single company that was bold enough to make this statement about Black Lives Matter. But at the end of the day, action is definitely going to speak louder than the words, you know. Uh, one thing that I was really concerned about last week was, you know, I talked to several of my friends, um, you know, that had to go back to work. Uh, fortunately for me right now, uh, you know, I'm on a break from school. So, you know, I was able to, with everything that was taking place, you know, I, I was able to kind of find ways to de-stress um, and not have to worry about trying to be as productive as I possibly can. You know, I found things that made me comfortable, um, you know, finding different projects to do around my home. So, but 
you know, talking to my friends, they were so concerned. They were saying, you know, they don't know what's next. They don't know um, if they're going to make it tomorrow. You know, if they're kids, that's just, that's hard to hear someone say that, you know, I mean, it's not an everyday conversation you have with someone, you know, even though we know that um, with life there comes death, but I mean, who would think that when their child walks out the door, they may never see them again, you know? That's just hard to, to swallow. So um, in addition to the companies putting more minorities, black people in higher places, I also think that, you know, like you said, um, there needs to be more workshops, more um, avenues for people to become more sensitive to racial matters, you know, because it, it does exist. You know, we we are products of our environments. You know, whatever we're taught from when we're young, whatever we have experienced, we take that into adulthood. And we have to be honest and we have to realize that. And there are going to be some uncomfortable conversations that will take place. But just because my truth is I face racism does not mean that it's not truthful because you never faced it. That would be unfair to say that. You know, that's just like telling a, a woman that has been molested or raped, you know, that she deserved to have the action taken upon her because of how she, you know, what, what she wore, what, um, how she carried herself. That's not true. That would never be true, you know? So you can never say that because, you know, someone um, had a criminal background and they deserve uh, to be treated harshly by any authority figure. You know, I mean, we're talking about police, but I mean, we have employers that treat people harshly, you know, that talk to people harshly because of the color of their skin or their religious background or um, you know, I have a lot of friends that are Muslim or that are from uh, Asian, the Asian uh, continent. So, I mean, it's it's just, it's, it's so many things that we need to reconstructure and just having a, a conversation and being transparent and not wearing your emotions on your sleeve, you know? I mean, we're all yeah. adults. We all know that we can say things and do things that can be offensive at times. And then just owning up to it. If you offend someone, apologize, you know, and then hear them out. Don't be so quick to speak and not to hear what someone else is saying. That That is the, that is, that is probably the most disappointing thing to have a conversation with someone and you're, you know, you're pouring your heart out to them. And after you said everything you said, i.e. all lives matter. We know that all lives matter. No one has ever said that all lives does not matter. But at this current time, black lives are the ones Hey y'all, I apologize. 
But unfortunately, we were disconnected from Miss Porsche. So what we'll do is we'll go ahead and move along into the next segment. Unfortunately, this is what happens when you record remotely. So I believe in keeping it real with y'all. Thank y'all so much for bearing with me as I go through my growing pains. But I appreciate y'all. Let's go ahead and move on into the next segment. Yay! Hey, so a lot of you have been reaching out to me and asking me how I achieve my wonderful sun-kissed glow. And I'll go ahead and let you in on a little secret. I have been using this new product line called Sunkiss Naturals. All products are handmade with 100% natural and organic ingredients. And my favorite is the Caribbean scrub. So run over to the sunkissnaturals.com and order the Caribbean scrub. She also has um, lip scrubs, soaps, and body butters. So once again, run over to thesunkissnaturals.com and pick some up. So for today's soul food segment, I'm going to be giving you all an African proverb, and it is a speaker of truth has no friends. I want to thank you all for listening to the controversial black girl podcast episode two. I hope y'all stay safe, stay healthy, uh, stay positive. Uh, Make sure that you check out our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and interact and reach out. Um, We we appreciate the feedback, good and bad. We we do appreciate y'all. I thank y'all for rocking with me. Peace.